Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, this national championship game is over. Oh, Go yeah. dogs. Yeah. It's 31-7. to 7. <laughs> nah, That's over. Yeah, apparently uh, somebody's playing uh, college football on the easy mode right now. 31-7. I didn't even know what accent that was. That's great. That's great. Not only did he do it once, he did it twice. Hey, real talk out here. Oh, God. I, I haven't. I NFL fans, because everybody was watching Sunday Night Football. It was a win and end scenario for the Green Bay Packers. I have a very simple question America's for you guys. Team. Were NFL fans rooting hard for the Detroit Lions because all of a sudden they're the team that everybody's falling in love with because of their wacky coach and the personality of their coach and their their running back that scores all the touchdowns, Jamal Williams? Or was it more so because everyone was rooting against the Packers? Because there's a difference whether you're rooting for the Lions because you think that they are the up-and-coming young team and they're the team that you like You like them, you appreciate them, and you love their personality? Or is it, you know what, we're over the Packers. They're garbage, they're trash, we're sick of Aaron Rodgers. Where were fans inciting one versus the other? 651-461-9226. Clearly there are people in, in either camp on both sides of it. But I think, if anything, I think that more fans were rooting against the Packers. And the reason why I say that is because we can sit here and talk about rooting for the Lions all we want. And clearly there were people that were rooting for the Lions and wanting them to be successful. Mm -hmm. But they had nothing to gain by winning that game. They were eliminated earlier in the day. So for them, it was all about it was all about playing spoiler. So in that particular sense, I think that for the first time in a long time, fans all over this country said, we are sick and tired of the Green Bay Packers. We're over Aaron Rodgers. He's such a drama queen. We don't want him in the postseason. That's why I think the majority of people were, I think they were in that camp. 
I think to to me, and I know we'd like to rag on the Packers because we're here. I think it all boils down to, I, I think depending on who you are, like Vikings and Bears fans rooting against the Packers because we see at nauseum the love and over-the-top fawning of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers being the national media darlings. And frankly, we're just, we're tired of it. I mean, we get so sick of it and the perceived disrespect for the other teams in the division. That's why I feel like it's everybody against the Packers because they've, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Mm-hmm. And they move the needle for the national media. So naturally, there's going to be, you know, I, I think a, a level of animosity. And frankly, we're just we're over it because they're like the child that can do no wrong with the parents. Packers never do anything wrong. You can't criticize the Packers, mm-hmm. whether you're a national talking head or Chris Collinsworth, who was silent after that second interception. I felt like somebody was going to have to go back and turn his mic on. I think other than that, casual football fans and fans of other teams, I think we're rooting for the Lions because they're fun to watch. So that's that, that's just me. I, I think we're in the middle of it because we see how over-the-top and nauseating it can be. And Aaron Rodgers has just got a punchable face. Let's just be honest. <laughs> He's got a punchable face. He's just the most... Well, this is the this is the deal that we have to. This is the deal that we have to. This is what we have to do. I use the dump button on myself. We have to deal with the reality of for the next few months. It's going to be: is Aaron coming back or not? Is Aaron coming back or not? Is Aaron no? That's and you know you know what's going to happen. I know know. he's going he's going to end up in Green Bay again. He's going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I believe that. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to hang him up. He's. $50 Fifty million dollars. Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, he he absolutely is. And love how people are. You know, Jamison Williams wanted the jersey last night with the jersey swap. After he's like, "No, I'm going to keep this one." Immediately, everybody's like, yep. "It's it's like trying to." Crack he got everybody to get in their yes, feelings. Yes, everybody's like cracking Da Vinci's code. It's like we got to go. It's like listening to a song on backwards to see if there's some sort of like hidden message. He just didn't want to give up the jersey at the time. It's not that deep. Like, can we just move on and admit that maybe the Packers, God forbid, are a flawed team at this point? I mean, if if they would have made the playoffs, like, it would have just been over the top. What a story. Hey, hey, let me ask a question real quick um, with regards to what you just mentioned. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Jameson Williams. Yeah. Look, he might be a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. At this particular point, can he ask for the jersey, though? <laughs> no. I mean, I, come on. You're Jamison Williams, dude. You're, you're, you're not Justin Jefferson. I felt like he was doing the George Santos. He was just kind of like slowly creeping there. And it's then he's like, like, dude, you're Jamison Williams. You yeah. scored one touchdown against us. Like, yes. you, you're, I, you're not on the level to ask for that jersey yet. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe if it was like Aiden Hutchinson or like Amon no. Ross St. Brown. Like, or- Anthony Edwards asking Aaron Rodgers for the jerseys is a better fit. And he just kind of blew him off. He's like, no, I'm going to hold on to this one. And then he went right to, like, Jamal Williams, and it was like, yeah, that was – I mean, I, I kind of felt bad for him because – Well, he didn't understand. Like, like you know, that's, 
That's a no-fly zone. <laughs> yes. Like, you got to understand who you are. Uh, I, I, th- I, think, uh, I think Chris Collinsworth actually had b- dibs on that jersey. First. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So it sounded like Mike Tirico was going to cry last night after that second interception. It was just like, I mean, it was just so, it's just so over the top, man. And again, my wife, who grew up in Missouri, and she's married into this misery that we call Vikings fandom. Even she's picked up on it. And she is just like, if there's somebody that could care less than her, I don't know who that is. But she was like, oh, my God forbid you can criticize them. I'm like, hmm, no. But, yeah, I, I think we just get so – I mean, does, does it just – does it always seem like, yeah, we have to root against Green Bay, but outside of us and the Bears, like, I don't think that people really – yeah, I think people wanted – they just – the Lions are a fun team to watch. Like, I, I'm, I'm digging on the Lions right now. I dig on them. I, I respect them, but this is a, but I'm not going to go all in on the Lions, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. The Lions always do this. They tease people, and then they can't never improve. They they tease a little bit, and they're like, like oh, yeah, we're on our way. Because they and feel like they, they can they, – they, Well, they then they the regress. They, they regress. They, they keep changing head coaches. I mean, they, they don't – yeah, they don't let it build because, I mean, they had – Well, no, 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 no. They did that with Caldwell. That yeah. was a mistake on their part. But all those other coaches that had did halfway decent, when they when you thought that they were turning the corner, mm-hmm. they didn't improve. Yeah, they always feel like you, coaches can get them to a certain level. And then it's like, okay, we're going to get rid of this guy. Then bring in somebody else who we feel like they can take him to the next level. And just instead of just letting letting the coach that you have, I mean, I mean like what the Texans are doing, I have no idea what they're doing. I love, I love, I love Lovey Smith for costing the Texans the number one overall pick and a double middle finger out the door. Like I love that. Like you could not have scripted that any better. But yeah, you, sometimes you just have to let these things build. Yep. But you know, front offices, if you can't turn it around in a year or two with all of the parity in the NFL then apparently you're doing something wrong. And I think that's why the Vikings may have actually gotten lucky with Kevin O'Connell having the year that he has. Because if he has a year or two where, you know, you're kind of middling, do you look at pulling the trigger and then you start to spin your wheels? I mean, it's it's kind of a hard situation to get into. All right, coming up next, I might have to go ahead and just make this declaration, which I hate to do, but I think I got to do it anyway. I'll explain coming up next year on The Lake Show. Midnight love. All right, the declaration that I needed to make, and I'm sad to make it. This game tonight might end up going down as one of the worst national championship games of all time. Uh, Georgia's just on another level. This is a bad matchup. So Georgia leads at halftime 38-7 to over TCU. Okay. 38-7. And I'm already seeing the questions on Twitter. Um, one I just responded to actually from – we never met each other, but I follow her on Twitter. Uh, Julia Daniels from Care 11. She asked the question, is it time to let two lost teams into the playoff? Asking for a friend. 
My response was, after expansion, yes. People are overthinking this. People are now going to try to say, well, TCU shouldn't have been in. TCU earned their earned their way in. Yeah, they, they, I don't want to hear this stuff about well, well, Alabama got screwed because they had two losses and they should have been no. TCU they earned, earned the right to yeah. be here. Stop with the well. Maybe we should re when we expand. When they expand it, yeah, you'll have some two loss teams in there. But stop it. This is such a knee jerk reaction. Uh, re- reaction. I, I hate it too. Yeah, it's. It's all about what's happening now instead of looking at everything that happened to get there. I mean, you're going you're going to have some of these teams that are not going to match up well. It doesn't mean that they're not deserving to be in this situation. And this is not a good matchup. No, it's it's not. It's it's absolutely not. But that is the risk that you run. And you know what? That's okay. That's absolutely okay because this strengthens to me, that strengthens all that. You know, if you want to talk about Alabama was deserving, well, guess what? Georgia, Bama, SEC. I mean, you, who who else smacked Bama? Yeah, no, I'm saying who else? I can't, I can't remember who they, who else they lost to. Georgia beat Bama, and who else smacked them? So, I mean, I, I just hate when we jump to these. Yes, this is a bad. This is not a good game. This is going to be go down as one of the worst national championship games that we've seen. Yeah, LSU got him by one in, in, in overtime. I, I'm not trying to hear that. LSU, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. I'm not trying to hear it. LSU beat Bama. LSU, yes. stop it. Yeah, LSU beat Bama. Does, does this mean that if you get a national college championship game that's going to be a blowout between what's conceivably a mid-major and I can't remember any of them offhand, and I know you're the, the college basketball guy here, but you have some of these matchups that you get to a national championship game, and you got the blue blood that just rolls over whatever that mid-major might be. Like, it's going to happen at that point. It's going to happen. But don't, don't belittle TCU for getting there. Because- Alabama lost a four-loss LSU. Yeah. Knock it off, please. You're not always going to have these barn burners as a national champion. Sometimes you're going to have games like this. And guess what? When you expand to eight and you expand to 16 and you continue to add teams to this, you're going to have situations where you're going to have lopsided games. I mean, is it any different than looking at a Super Bowl where the you know the Niners roll over the Chargers fifty-five to ten, or the Bills get blown out by the Dallas Cowboys? Does that mean that that team that lost didn't deserve to be there? Maybe they just ran into a better team yep. that played better. Yep. And as you mentioned, sometimes teams in just different don't styles and different styles make for different fights. Yeah, a- absolutely. So. I think to look at this and you know say, well, TCU should never get an opportunity. If TCU does the same thing and they run it back next year, they should absolutely be in consideration, regardless of what happens tonight. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, we're in this knee-jerk reaction, though. Like, like we always are in this. I mean, this is this is human nature. We like to always rank and compare things. 
and and to me, I've always said we always like to label something something like yep. th- this is the worst game of all time. This is oh, this you know, is the best. It's the best game of all time. You know, this is the you know this shows me something that I've never seen. It's a football game. There have been thousands played before. There are going to be thousands played after. Some are going to be good. Some are not going to be good. Just enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy the season. Enjoy Mike it. Tice. It's yeah. It's it's entertainment because think about a a week ago right now at this very moment a week ago right now what was the main focus Demar Hamlin we didn't know if he was going to make it through the night and now people are bitching and complaining that the national championship game is a blowout you know what I'm I'm sorry that this game is not entertaining enough for you but considering where we were at a week ago. Let's put everything. They don't in, care about that. Let's put everything in perspective. This is fun. This is entertainment. Let's treat it as such. Let's not sit here and try and you know overanalyze and criticize everything. You know. Yeah. So. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right. Uh, we will uh, get ready to take a break. Take a look at the local weather, and then coming back, I, I, I find this next story rather odd. Fitness gyms not encouraging you to be members is a weird thing. We'll get to that next on The Lake Show. (laughs) Are you making fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene? Oh, my gosh. Why are you taking shots? Wow. Man, why are you doing that, man? You got something against her? I mean, what's the deal? Is it a personal personal thing? Uh, Miss uh, Sporkfoot? No. Oh, wow. What? Wow, baby. Her, her, her foot looks Crazy. like a spork. Yeah. I'm not playing I'm not playing the song that uh, that she took though. You know, Sildre. Man, that's something. All right. So, you know how we talk about new year, new me? Mhm. I'm like everybody else out there. I want to get in better shape. Yeah. I have not to, I, I got to be honest, this is the first year in many years in which I haven't um, got super serious yet. Like, typically, like, I get super serious first couple weeks. I'm grinding. I'm already down, like, 10 pounds. Okay. Right now, I'm just like, whatever. How many times have you been to the gym so far this year? Oh, I've been going to the gym. I'm, okay. I don't know. What was Today's the ninth? Today's uh, the ninth, yeah. Six days. Okay. No, maybe five because five? I missed a couple days when it, when we got all the snow dumped. Sure. Okay. So I, I didn't make it uh, a bunch of days when, when all the, the snow came down. But I, I love going to the gym. Mm-hmm. If 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 there was a job, if they said we will pay you X amount of dollars and all you do is work out, that'd be I'd love it. That'd be your ideal job. Oh, well, I mean, I love sports. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like that would be that like be the second best thing. You I do, love you, you working do radio out. while lifting. I love working out. Yeah. I love going in the sauna after I'm tired and tuckered, and I'm in there and I'm like sweating for like 25 minutes. Okay, like in a really hot sauna. Like I just I like being at the gym, and everybody knows I go to Lifetime Fitness. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my thing. Is because everybody has a thing. Yeah. Like like some people, I don't understand people that still smoke cigarettes. Some people smoke cigarettes. Some people smoke weed. Some people mm-hmm. vape. Some people um. This is how, this is how you relax. Yes, like this is this is how you just kind of. It's not really, just it's not just it's just it's for me working out 
is not just uh, I'm trying to stay fit and in shape and, and yeah. get. To me, it's like it's a release. It's your happy place. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Well, listen that. to this. Listen to this. This from Equinox. All right. So there, there's no Equinox gyms here. This is Equinox is everywhere but here. It seems like I think they're on the the majority of them are on the West Coast, and I think there's some on the on the East Coast. High end fitness chain Equinox did not accept new members on January the first, a day when many people commit to jumpstarting their New Year's resolutions and goals by heading to the gym. Quote, the company wrote on social media, January is a language we don't understand. It wants you to start something where you should be in the middle of it. End quote. Equinox said it wasn't signing up new clients on January the 1st, calling the month a, quote, fantasy delivered to your door in um, a pastel colored box. The decision led to criticisms of shaming to those trying to start 2023 with healthier habits. Quote from one Twitter user, take your resolution somewhere else is such an embarrassing caption, Equinox. Stop it with the bullying. And I am 100% in agreement with that Twitter follower. Why would any gym say to prospective members, it's January the 1st, we don't want your business, because you should have been working your ass out already. The, this, that, that's this that's no awkward, sense. dude. Yeah, that's a, that's that's offensive to me. It, it, it is. I mean, if you really want to be a place that people want to go, you're shaming them by saying, you know what, you should have been here earlier. If you're going to do it on January, so what? You feel like these people, if they want to go to a gym, do they have to wait until the middle of the year to sign up? Like. Why would you want to? So stupid. You're you're, you're insulting those people that want prospective clients. Yes, you're turning them off. And guess what? What's the old saying that if if somebody's unhappy, they're going to tell ten people. If somebody's happy, they'll tell three. Like this is awful. This is such a bad flex. This is such a weird hill to die on. It's It's a weird thing to do. It's it's terrible PR. It's terrible marketing. Like, like you're trying to make it seem like, like, yeah, no, this is what we do all year round. Yeah. What, not everybody works out year round, dummy. Yeah, it, it's like it's some, insulting to people. Some people have it as New Year's resolutions. Okay, sometimes people don't go to be. It doesn't mean that people are not going to do it. This but, Twitter follower said, "Take your resolution somewhere else." Is such an embarrassing caption. Equinox, stop it with the bully. And I agree. Yeah. If you have an opinion about this, six five one. Four six one nine two two six. Another chi- another person chimed in on social media writing: If someone wants to have a goal on January the first, that's going to make them healthier, stronger, and 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 live longer. You should encourage it, not stomp on them for it. Start your goal whenever you want. People do what works for you, even if it is January the first. I mean, I I, I just. This is not defensible. No, it, it's not. And it's not even about making a New Year's resolution. Like maybe somebody, they want to start, but yeah, they're not going to start on the first. What if somebody wants to do it, but they're traveling and they can't get back till middle of the month? So are, are, are you not going to allow them? Like this is, this is such a weird way to discriminate against people and, and insult them. 
and degrade them for I, I don't even have any words. It's just so ridiculous. It's, it is ridiculous. Well, listen to this. According to Brian Collins, who worked on the concept, the point of the campaign was to snub short-term New Year's resolutions and encourage dedication instead. Quote, to drive the message home, the entire chain is preventing new customers from attaining Equinox memberships on New Year's Day. So try tomorrow. It's still a terrible message, and I think it's. I, I just think it's still a terrible way to go about it. So, you're only going to allow people to come to your gym the day after New Year's. Day after New Year's, and only if they're going to work out for several weeks. So, if somebody has this, no, no, they're not saying several weeks. They're saying no, 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 no. We're talking about getting memberships. No, I, we're not I, talking about a one, one. They're they're saying that you guys think that uh, fitness is a fad. It's not a fad. So don't come in here on January 1st. Come in here the next day. You are not Big Brother. You are not somebody's mama. If somebody wants to come in there and work their ass off for one week and then and then and say I don't want to be a member here anymore, then that's their right. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying though. That, yeah. that these people, if they sign up, and yeah, they're there for a week or a month. They're still doing it for that period of time, and you're still getting their business. You're, you're all but turning people off, and it's almost like <laughs> it's it's. I don't want to say exclusion, exclusive. It's like an exclusive. Well, it's, it is an exclusive club, though. It is. You know, I, there's only 106 of them in the country. But why would you? I don't get it. Why would you prospectively turn somebody on? Because if you're like. I want to try, but it's like, oh, well, am I going to be judged when I'm there? Like, when I'm going there, if this is the way they think about me going in, wh- why do I want to go there? Like, why would I give you my money if this is how you feel about people that want to try it? And, okay, yeah, if, if I do it for a week and I don't like it, then I'm going to bounce. But I'm not going to be guilted into, you know, doing this or not doing it based oh, on the oh, stupid oh, marketing campaign. And now they have hotels. Yeah, and guess what? It's just a bad look for the entire chain. Yeah, hotels, spas, gyms, like anything associated with this brand, there's like a stank on it now, you know? And and it's like, to me, this this is bad. This is, It's just a Yeah, bad but the hoity-toity types are not going to be swayed at all. They're going to want to stay. Well, they can hoity-toity all they want then. Apparently, they don't want new customers, so just... Focus on the customers that you have and say, you know what? We don't we don't want any of you lazy folk. You know? We don't <laughs> you want you lazy folk. We don't want any of you regular folk in here. Yeah. You gotta come for six hours a day, seven days a week. <gasps> All right, uh work out I, more than you work. I just think it's a bad message that you're sending. It's, it, it's it actually it's a terrible message you're yeah. sending. It doesn't make any sense. All right, coming up next, we say farewell to a guy that I was not a fan of when he played college football, but I was a fan of while he was in the pros. Much respect to him. I'll tell you who as we exit the Lake Show on a Monday night. I'm not a fan of Badgers, but I want to give some props and say congratulations to a guy that I think is um, just a good human being. Phenomenal athlete, great football player. I think first ballot Hall of Famer. J.J. Watt, retired after 
the Cardinals lost yesterday their final game of the year to the San Francisco 49ers. And just a phenomenal career for a guy that, when I think about a guy that played 12 years and had 114 and a half sacks, 12 and a half this year, I'm not just going to think of the playmaking on the field with J.J. Watt. I'm going to think about all those years when he was the man down in Houston. Yeah. And whenever tragedy struck, he was the first person that was trying to fundraise. He was the first person talking about shipping in his own financial dollars. He, for so many years, was, I think, a great citizen and face of athletes in Houston most notably with the Texans. And then he goes on and he plays for the Arizona Cardinals. But I just think all in all, just a great representative of the National Football League. I can't wait till he is inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he's earned it on the field and even so, more so, earned it off the field. I remember being down in Houston for Hurricane Harvey back in 2017. And as soon as everything was done, very first person to step up, and he was everywhere. Like, he was wherever you needed him to be. And I had such an immense amount of respect for J.J. Watt after that. And you just see the person that he is. You hear about all of these great human beings and these great, you know, sometimes sports get a bad rap because you hear about all the negative and, you know, uh, the arrests and the drugs and everything like that. People like J.J. Watt should absolutely be celebrated. Absolutely. Because for somebody to use his platform so unselfishly is just, it is such a breath of fresh air. And somebody who is legitimately doesn't do it for show. Like J.J. Watt, what do the kids say? He's a real one. J.J. Watt is as real as it gets. And I've got immense amount of respect for J.J. Watt. J.J. White's the type of person that if you are in harm's way Mm -hmm. and there's a flood coming through or you got to get – if he happens to be driving down the street and he's in his pickup truck, he'll save you. He will, yes. He will save you. He will save your life. Yeah. He, like, that's just who he is. He is one of the most unselfish people that you could. And you don't hear about him talking about his accolades. Like, you, you don't. He, he's humble and he's very quiet for, I mean,. You you don't even I, we don't even know half of what he does because he's not that guy who's like pay attention to me. Yeah, he and, do, he doesn't need the he doesn't need all of the service work that he does to be showcased. No, no. It, of course they're gonna yes. do, because he's JJ Watt. Yeah. There are clearly going to be things that he's going to do that's going to get publicized. We yes. get that. Like yeah, we do. Right, but I'm sure there's probably been plenty of times where he's like, hey guys. 
Keep it on the download. Just, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I don't want this getting out. Yeah, J.J. Watt, to me, and again, this is from having followed him two years in Houston, so I don't have a real big sample size. But I did see what he did in Houston in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. And when the Texans ultimately decided that he was not a part of their their future. Yep. Like nobody there could give two rats, you know what, about Deshaun Watson. Like nobody Deshaun Watson wasn't a guy that the community felt they lost anything big. When JJ Watt left the community, like there was a hole there because JJ Watt was everything that was good with humanity. J.J. Watt was everything good that was about helping others. And it it should absolutely be celebrated. I, I really hope that he does – he absolutely is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but man. Absolutely. No, no it's, it's, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, the, the philanthropy part of it is – is second to none. But whenever, whenever an athlete, whenever an athlete is a great person, and they step away from the game, or if they lo- if their if their life is lost, that's um, you feel it. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. You feel it. I know firsthand all the work and just how good of a person Corey Stringer was. Corey Stringer would show up at my mother's school. And help out with the kids and stuff like that. Like when you when you lose people like that or whatever, like it, it's a big deal because the entire community feels it. Yeah, you may not immediately know everything, but like it trickles down, and you're like, damn, that person's not here with us. They're, they're genuinely person, they're genuinely person, unselfish. That, that person funded this drive for this school, for these books, for these materials, for yeah. this, for that, and yeah, it's. But JJ, man, yeah. Good job, brother. Some people do it because they want the notoriety. Hey, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Some people just do it because they're genuinely good people. And that's where J.J. Watt is. And hearing you talk about Corey Stringer and what he would do you know, for your mom and her school, it's like you cannot take these individuals for granted. So when you see these athletes that are out there, with their drives, with their fundraisers, going out and doing things. I really, I, I want to believe in the best in humanity, Henry. For sure. And I do believe there are a lot of, there are some that do it for the photo ops, no question. But I do believe there are more people than not that are genuinely wanting to make a difference and use their platform for good. And we're, I, I don't think just because J.J. Watt's done playing football, I don't think this is the last we're going to hear J.J. Watt no. and everything that he does in terms of his foundation. I think he might be great and, on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd be great. All right, uh, well, that's going to wrap up the show. Hey, quite frankly, guys, I know that we still got almost 10 minutes left in the third quarter. We've almost got a whole half left. Georgia's up 45-7. to seven. Worst championship game ever. They, might, they could score 90 if they wanted to. Can we talk about it tomorrow on the show? No. No need to revisit this. Can we talk about it now? We're done with it now. All right, talk to you guys tomorrow right here. Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.